Welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Dave Palmer is my name. Cecil Anderson is running the board, producing the program. And uh, we spend time every week, do two of these every Saturday, and we introduce you to people who are doing great things to build up the body of Christ and serve the local community uh, and the local Catholic Church in various ways. And I love when we have returning guests, because that means, uh, first of all, probably we're very interesting, and we want to reintroduce you to them. And also, I must not have treated them so badly that they said, I'll never come back and put myself through that kind of interview again with that guy. So anyways, uh, welcoming back Jack Bick. And oh, that almost rhymed. I think that did rhyme. Jack Bick is from St. Jude Parish in Allen. And you might remember, if you got a great memory, that uh, he came on a couple years ago to talk about a program there at the parish in Allen uh, called uh, Be Mission Critical, where helping people um, find jobs, get new jobs, advance in their careers. And uh, it was a great interview. And I think in light of all the craziness of 2020 and the pandemic and unemployment and lockdowns, it's even more important to talk about this now than maybe it even was back then. He also has a book that we're going to talk about. Jack Bick, welcome. Thanks for coming back. Well, thank you, Dave, for having me. And uh, you're always a gracious host. And uh, always, always give me enough bumper stickers to hand out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, before we talk about the book and also your Wednesday morning uh, sessions on Zoom now, uh, remind people a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got into all this, you know, helping people in, in employment situations. What, what's, your, what's your background? Well, the, the bulk of my career was founding business journals, local business journals. I got into it in 1980 when it was a fledgling uh, genre, a new genre on the uh, scene. And uh, so while I was a journalist and a publisher, my real job was hiring. Mm-hmm. And if, we, if I didn't hire good people... yeah then the enterprise didn't work because yeah. a newspaper is the assets are the people. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn how to interview people. And when I sold my company uh, back in uh, uh, 2010 or 2009, rather, yeah. um, I, uh, I saw this uh, – thing in the bulletin that they were, uh, St. Jude was creating this uh, career alliance. And so I said, well, I'll I'll volunteer a couple hours. Yeah, right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a year later, they wanted to expand the program. And uh, Father Tim Church, uh, the legendary uh, pastor that we had for a long time, God rest his soul, he uh, asked me to run it, mm. and I ran it for 10 years, and just last year I turned over the reins to uh, another person, and uh, they're doing well. Oh, okay. So you're still involved. Yes. Yeah. And, and this is how God works. I, I did it for a completely different reason. Uh, I thought that somebody else ought to come in, but... It turns out that Greg Meckler's the perfect person for it because he's more technically involved, mm-hmm. and he can handle uh, doing the 
the uh, technical side of the presentation now because everything is virtual. Yeah, it sure is. Which leads me into the next question. I want to get your thoughts on 2020 from a a standpoint of employment. Uh, I I, I never know what to believe these days because everything is so politicized. We're in an election cycle and, uh, you know, we've had cycles of, you know, employment and unemployment depressions over the last hundred years in our country's history. Uh, the, the, the dot com crash, I guess in 2007 where the, the, the stock market crashed. And, uh, so how, how would you summarize this year so far? And, uh, we're doing this in August. So we're entering into the fall. Well, what has this year been in your estimation from an employment standpoint? Or what are you hearing? Well, Dave, I, I'm old enough to have gone through some ups and downs yeah, uh, several times. And I know that every up has a down and every down has an up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm seeing right now are the, the, the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. And the people who are <clears throat> really uh, planning their work just as if they had a project at, at work, they plan how they're going to go about their job search. Yeah. They are getting attention. Yeah. Uh, companies are getting used to Zoom interviews now. And uh, it took a couple of months for that to happen. As an illustration, my, my, uh, I had the best month ever in March. April, May, and June, I had zero clients. Oh, really? Wow. wow. Zero. I was still busy kind of helping people who had gone through my process and there's, I'm still coaching them, but there was no new people. And yet now, uh, July and August are two of my best months ever hmm. Did in that terms ha- of the number of people who are coming to me to get the training that I provide. Mm-hmm. And why, why do you think that is? Why the big valley and then, you know, the upswing? What, what's happening? I think that's illustrated uh, an illustration of the fact that nobody knew how to react. Yeah. And it took a couple of months for people to figure it out or to just say, hey, man, I'm just moving forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't just sit here. Right. You think everybody should always be looking, hey, even if you're happy in your job, you, you always need to keep that resume up to date and always keep your options open. Because yeah, as we fi- have found out this year, we never know what's going to happen. It was announced this uh week that American Airlines is laying off, I mean, furloughing almost 20,000 people. Of course, that was kind of expected, uh, but Mm. life is full of surprises, isn't it? We have to be prepared. Absolutely. I think that uh, one of the chapters in my book is called uh, Being Aware of Impending Doom. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you look at, uh, you know, there, there are signposts out there. Yeah, and you can tell when things are turning south, either on a large scale or on your individual scale. Yeah, um, I encourage people to always have their LinkedIn up to date. Always be networking, uh, talking to people, and as much as you can possibly do it, make sure that the people 
the decision makers in your industry know who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very important. Jack Bick is my guest. He's from St. Jude's Parish in Allen, and uh, he has been involved with the Career Alliance over at St. Jude's, I think going all the way back to 2009, I think you said you began, and then now has turned it over to uh, Greg Meffler at the parish. He's also the author of a new book that I think is hot off the press, uh, the Champion Way, Land in Four Weeks. And uh, this is a guide for the new job, first job, new career, new promotion, uh, overcoming a firing. Um, I've got the book right here in my hands, um, Learn the Four Secrets of Career Advancement Success. Uh, what inspired you to write this one? Well, uh, I, I wrote another one, <clears throat> excuse me, about four years ago. Yeah. And... Uh, as time went on, I, I learned more and uh, honed uh, the skills and saw how people were using the skills that I was telling them about. The difference between my first book and the second one is that the first book will tell you what to do and how to do it, but the second book uh, tells you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and why to do it. Mm. But it also has in the back a four-week calendar when you should do each each step. Okay. And by the end of four weeks, you should be involved in conversation, serious conversation about a new job. Well, yeah, that's very nice. So it's all right here. It's kind of like a... Your own little handbook, and you've got it all laid out for us, and you just kind of go day by day and fill out the information. And, right. and again, I, I love uh, page uh, two here. It says, God is our number one champion. Uh, people don't often think that because they're in a moment of crisis. They're unemployed. Maybe they got fired, and it, you either may run to God or away from God. But what is the role of God in the job search? I think it's absolutely essential to have God on your side. There's a couple of reasons for that. Every job is predicated on a need mm -hmm. that our fellow man has, a need to communicate, a need to clothe, a need to eat, and all the jobs are surrounding that. So God created jobs, yeah. the concept of jobs, and... Uh, he also is the one person who knows where you're going, where your next job is. So it behooves you to have him on your side. And he's, a, he's your number one champion. You need other champions, but your number one champion is God. He will advocate for you, and he will uh, open doors for you. Which I guess it also would follow from that, that we need to be in communication with him during the time that uh, we're looking for a job or when we have a job that we like. I mean, the constant kind of communication with God is essential, isn't it? I think that uh, your prayer life has a lot to do with the success that you're going to have in life, and especially in terms of uh, your family life and your job, uh, your career. There's a section uh, that caught my attention here in the book uh, called 25 Myths of Career Advancement. 
um, some of the, the myths, a couple of them come to your mind right off the bat, or what, what are some of the myths that people fall into when it comes to job searching? Well, uh, one of the myths is that uh, it, it, once you get a job, it's permanent. Mm-hmm. Uh, all jobs are temporary. Yeah. And the more we realize that, the more we ha- realize that we have to be responsible for our own careers. Our boss is not in charge of our career. Uh, our employer is not. The economy is not. The government is not in charge. You are in charge. The locus of control is totally within you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, uh, and thanks be to God, I have not been unemployed in, uh, gosh, at least 15 years. And But I feel for the people who are, I talk to them all the time. And the, 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 the difficulty is, is that at the time when you really need to be at your best, you might be feeling your worst. Right. I mean, there's a temptation for despair and perhaps even depression, but you've got to be on. And so that's a challenge, isn't it? Yes. Uh, you have to have hope. Yeah. Hope is so important in this. And if you if you have that connection with God, you will have hope because the only source of hope in this world is God. Yes. Amen. Let me ask about the Wednesday morning uh, sessions that you're offering, 9 o'clock Central Time every Wednesday. Uh, I believe it's the Be Mission Critical. Uh, and now, of course, it's not regional because you're doing it through Zoom. Tell us about those and who this might be, uh, who might be interested in these. Um, we have two types of presentations uh, in that. And the full calendar is on the website, St. JudeParish.com. Uh, but number one, we have expert speakers. Uh, for instance, uh, this past week we had, uh, someone on link, an expert on LinkedIn mm-hmm. talk about how to get the most out of that real estate and that opportunity. Um, uh, you have, uh, so we, you know, we have the expert speakers, but three times a year we present what we call our curriculum, and it's a four-week process. Okay, actually five weeks. There's four parts to the book, and uh, then there, then we do a review, and people can drop in even in the second or third because we start each session with a review of the past sessions. Okay. And then we do a major review at the end. Yeah. And so like everything in 2020, it's different because it is uh, on Zoom and not in person. Um, and it is free of charge. And if yes. somebody wants to be involved in that, do they go to the St. Jude Parish website? Is there something on the front page where yes. they can? You, oh. you don't have to register. Okay. But uh, you go to uh, Career Alliance on the St. Jude website and uh and you can see what what's happening and then uh find out about getting in the Zoom mm-hmm. uh program. What's your advice for recent graduates from college and entering into a job market that nobody anticipated and it's kind of strange and they're looking for maybe their first job or their their you know beginning of their career what 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 should they know the the 22 the 23 year old well let's go back just a little bit yeah 
the biggest thing that they should do is have a couple of internships in the area that they want to be in. Yeah. The next thing, once they once they uh, graduate, they should have a network. They should have a network from school. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons that we still have brick and mortar. Yeah. Um, is because people want to congregate and get to know each other and develop relationships. And the next thing is to really research what you're all about. Yeah. Getting a job is a marketing process. And you have to know the product and you have to know the audience. Mm-hmm. Well, you are the product and your target companies are the audience. Mm-hmm. So the research that you do is a great differentiator. And that's what you need, especially when you're young. What's that differentiator? And mm-hmm. uh, having those internships is a, is a differentiator. Having the, that network is a differentiator, and the research that you do is a great differentiator also. Yes, great, great answer. Uh, Jack, we're just about out of time, but I want to spend the last minute or two uh, on the book again. The Champion Way, Land in Four Weeks, Learn the Four Secrets of Career Advancement Success. Jack Bick is the author from St. Jude Parish and Allen, executive career strategist. As he said, he's been working with business journals for decades and uh, also there at the parish uh, for uh, over a decade as well. Uh, The only job search book you need, it says. So uh, anything we haven't said about the book that you'd like to highlight and also how people can get it? Well, it's available on uh, Amazon. Uh, and it's also available through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they can just very easily just call me, uh, 972-741-6258. We'll get you to me, and I will ship a book out to you. And uh, I'll even autograph it and personalize it if you uh, if you. you Give me that information. All right. 972-741-6258. 972-741-6258. And, again, the book is called The Champion Way, Land in Four Weeks. And uh, thank you so much for, for being on with us. And I hope many people will take you up on the offer uh, to, to call. You can go on Amazon, but I think it would be better to call you and get a, have a little conversation with you and get the autograph. You ordered on Amazon, you're not going to get the autograph copy, right? Right. And so uh, I hope you get several phone calls uh, today as this runs, because I know that there are people, like I said, who recently have lost their jobs and, uh, uh, and people who have their jobs and just want some good. In fact, I, I appreciate the copy that I have here with me because I think it's, a, it's an important resource. Jack Bick, returning guest here on the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. Again, the champion way, land in four weeks, learn the four secrets of career advancement success. You can call him directly, 972-741-6258. And I hope if you call right now, you have to be sent to voicemail because so many other people are calling him and he's just like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into with this KTH interview? Uh, Jack, thanks for being here. Good to, good to see you again. God bless you, Dave, and uh, thank you for the work you do to keep Christ out out 
in front of everybody. Amen. Thanks also to Cecil Anderson, and thank you for listening. Um, we uh, we have a lot of people that listen to this program on Saturdays. So we're glad you're out there, and we're glad that you're uh, uh, listening and supporting this station as well. If you have any suggestions for future interviews, you can email me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Have a great rest of your weekend. God bless you. Hi, this is Dave Palmer. Wow, we are only days away now from the Fall Sherathon. It begins Tuesday, September 15th at 7 a.m. sharp and runs through Friday the 18th at 7 p.m. I ask that you please prayerfully consider calling in to renew your pledge, make a pledge that week, and please pray for the success of the Sherathon because it's how Catholic Radio remains on the air here in North Texas through your ongoing and faithful support, for which I am very grateful. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. My name is Dave Palmer, and typically I introduce the person, Diane or Sissel, who are running the board, but today I'm running the board for myself, and the reason being is because we have four guests, and in our studio, if you've ever been here, you know we only have four microphones, four guests, and so I figure, well, I might as well stay on the other side of the glass. And it's a very exciting opportunity because once a year, thanks to the work of Sylvia Nehera over at Holy Trinity Seminary, she serves as the Director of Advancement. She will arrange for a group of seminarians to come over to the studio and record some spots about their annual Spes Gregis uh, uh, dinner benefit. Typically, it's a dinner. And this year is no different, but the event itself is different. And so I do have four seminarians here with me on the other side of the glass. And they are Christian Hamrick from the Diocese of Nashville. He's a senior seminarian. And Preston Thompson, also from the Diocese of Nashville and also a senior. And then we have Cameron Kolojinzak. I, I think I, I got it. Okay, he's giving me the thumbs up. I, I've been practicing that for a while. Uh, Kolo Jinsak, and he's uh, from the Diocese of Austin. He's a, he's a junior. And Nick Weiss, uh, Dallas Diocese Seminarian, and he is a senior. So welcome to all four of you, and thank you so much for uh, coming in today. Thank you for having us. You must be the the, the four best behaved seminarians since they're the ones that they uh, <laughs> send over to the radio station. I wouldn't say that for a second. <laughs> I want to give you each an opportunity to say a little bit about yourself, but before that, I just want to give the the very basics, the Spes Gregus uh, Holy Trinity Seminarian Seminary Benefit. Uh, notice I didn't say dinner. is going to be uh, Friday, October 23rd, beginning at 7 p.m. And like many events in 2020, it's going to be fully virtual, but uh, there are some twists, and you still are going to have an opportunity to get to know the seminarians talk to them you know, up close and personal, and we'll explain what that's all about as well. But before that, let me just go in order, and if you guys could take just maybe a minute or so, tell us a little bit about yourself, what, uh, how God, how you answered the call to come to seminary, and uh, we'll start with you, Christian Hamrick from the Diocese of Nashville. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so like you said, my name is Christian Hamrick, and I'm a senior from the Diocese of Nashville. And uh, how I got to Holy Trinity uh, is definitely a story of divine providence. <laughs> um, so I entered seminary right out of high school, um, and it was something that I hadn't really been involved in my faith life a whole lot throughout um, a lot of my high school career and middle school and things. And um, But as it happens in a lot of these situations, um, I started attending retreats and getting involved in daily mass and things. 
And I now credit it with um, a solid friend group that I had, a solid peer group that I had known since elementary school, and then the sacramental grace that came along with attending daily mass and receiving the sacraments frequently, including the sacrament of confession. Um, and through that, I really felt God um, working in my heart, calling me potentially to discern a priestly vocation. So um, I applied, and I spent a year at the Pontifical College Josephinum in Columbus, Ohio. Um, but after a year, we had determined as a diocese that we wanted to go in a different direction. So I was transferred here to Holy Trinity. So I'm a senior, but it's my third year at Holy Trinity, and it has definitely been a blast every step of the way for sure. Yeah, curious that three out of the four of you are seniors, and so you'll be sent elsewhere, and I guess there's a few different options. I don't know if anybody's going to Rome these days or uh, if that's an option, but maybe by the time you graduate it will be. Uh, all right, well, thank you, Christian. Appreciate that. And it's one thing I've learned in interviewing seminarians is that you meet one seminarian, you've met one seminarian. Everybody has a different story. Like you say, you weren't the just perfect, perfect kid that everybody was probably saying, you're going to be a priest one day. And But uh, God, through his grace, uh, led you to seminary, which, and praise God for that. All right, Preston Thomas Thompson, I'm sorry, also from the Diocese of Nashville. Can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and funny enough, uh, Christian and I, I actually do have similar stories because <laughs> I was part of Christian's friend group growing up. Um, I was yeah, I actually. Guess, I guess that's an essential detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, I was part of that that group from middle school that grew up together and went to high school together and really started to get involved in our faith together right around um, towards the junior and senior year of high school. Um, and then from that as well, being very involved in Mass, we'd, we'd see each other and challenge each other to get to Mass every single weekday, being at a Catholic school, um, constantly being at adoration and confession. Um, and then I, unlike Christian, um, I, will, I, I heard the call. I knew, I knew that I potentially had this vocation to the priesthood. Um, and I was scared, and I didn't want to answer that question. So I took a year and went and pursued some sports down in a tiny little college in Alabama for a year. Um, but then really felt that my heart, like that wasn't it, that wasn't the end, um, that God had destined something more for me. So after a year, I applied uh, for seminary, and that was when we were, the Diocese of Nashville was going in that direction of Holy Trinity Seminary. And so it just seemed perfectly fitting so that a couple of my best friends heading to uh, Holy Trinity Seminary that I would be joining them. And I was able to maintain my sophomore year status right in the same class um, as I would have been if I were to go right out of high school. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I always think of everybody in seminary as just being kind of on their own, but uh, interesting that sometimes friend groups will feel the call kind of as a group, uh, as is the case of you. And did you say there's there's another one from your, your group that's in seminary with you also? There was another one out of high school that applied yeah. and spent three years in seminary, but last year he had discerned that God was not calling him to the priesthood, or at least right now. So, yes, there was another one. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's uh, Preston Thompson, uh, Diocese of Nashville senior, uh, which brings us to Cameron Kolodzinczak uh, from the Diocese of Austin. I, I bet I'm not the only one who has had a hard time with your name. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Am I long right? Polish last names. So people always have trouble with it. <laughs> <laughs> I always think, like, in Poland, do they have trouble with Polish? Polish names, or it's just kind of like, oh, it's, you know, no, no, no problem at all. But anyways, uh, enough about your last name. It is interesting, and I'm sure it's a good conversation starter. But uh, Cameron, tell us about yourself from the Diocese of uh, Austin, and you were a junior this year at uh, Holy Trinity. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up going to Catholic school, K through 12. Um, and during um, junior year of high school, I started feeling the call, but never really had like a close relationship with God. So I didn't really trust 
where he was leading me in life. So I decided out of high school to uh, pursue electrical engineering at uh, Texas A&M. Um, it was during my time at A&M that I realized that I was finding no fulfillment whatsoever in, in engineering because that's what I wanted for my life and not what God was wanting for my life. Uh, so along with a lot of people um, in the strong discernment community that is A&M, um, I decided to leave A&M and transfer into a seminary for the diocese and it's beautiful to be up here in Dallas. It's a great small community of a lot of Aggies are up here too. A lot of my friend group also from A and M has come yeah. come up and nobody's whooping. Years. Is that there must not be any connections <laughs> to A and M and any of this? Uh, I, I always feel, and I have no connection A and M at all, but I always feel like I need to whoop whenever <laughs> whenever somebody mentions A and M. There's a lot of good stuff going on down at College Station. So many vocations. It just seems like God's grace just pours upon St. Mary's down there. And uh, you're another example of it. Uh, well, that, that's awesome. Well, and again, like I said, every every story is different, and so uh, uh, that, that that is great. So, thank you, Cameron, uh, very much for telling us a little bit about yourself. And again, if you're just tuning in, this is the interview of the week. We're talking about the 17th annual Spes Gregus Holy, Holy Trinity Seminary Benefit, which is going to be Friday, October 23rd, beginning at 7 p.m. Totally online and it's going to be unique and it's going to be special and the main purpose is to raise funds to to support seminarians in the seminary and so we hope many people who are listening will be very generous all right well nick and i've known nick because i've emceed a couple of events over at regina chaley academy and he used to be a member of a band called the over down the hill band and they're really good and so uh apparently all the others graduated and so he's the last one standing but uh nick other than being a musician can you tell us about yourself yeah so i grew up in grand prairie texas um which is about 20 minutes away from the seminary um i was homeschooled my entire uh k through 12 um so i had a lot of uh good religious education at home my family was very faithful in going to mass on sundays um and i just remember always love being at church learning about the faith learning theology and uh, really, in middle school, high school, I was really involved in our parish youth group, which was just a huge part of my discernment. Um, we went on a lot of retreats, did a lot of prayer, and I just really fell in love with the Lord. Um, and through that, I just received the sacraments a lot, went to daily mass, uh, just continued to, to fall in love with him, especially in the Eucharist. Um, and the, the call just kind of felt very natural um, through all of that, uh, just kind of a, a constant kind of attraction to priesthood. Um, and really throughout high school, that's kind of the only thing I considered seriously um, doing after high school. So similar to Christian, I entered seminary straight out of high school. Um, and it's been the greatest three years of my life so far. So. Yeah, that's great to hear. Well, thank you so much. Again, that's Nick Weiss, Diocese of Dallas Sr., and uh, there are four of them here, and the thing we really want to talk about is the, this event coming up on October 23rd, Friday. And I was told by Sylvia that three of you, all of you except for Nick, are on what's called the advancement team. Uh, and it, when I hear advancement, I think, you know, fundraising and support for the seminary. And so, uh, Christian, can you tell me what is the advancement team? How did the three of you uh, get on it, and uh, what exactly are your responsibilities? Well, the advancement team really is about um, making sure that people know that we're present in the community, um, whether that's through social media outreach, through outreach to various groups in the diocese, 
fundraising definitely is a part of that, especially when it comes to promoting events just like this one. But a lot of the work we actually do throughout the year is promoting events at the seminary just to get people to come because we find that um, – some of the main ways that people um, become connected with our community is by showing up and yeah. to one of our events or something, and they want to get involved more. Yeah, and um, Preston, I'm curious about 2020 because you know Christians talking about getting out, promoting. I'm sure a lot of this is you know meeting people person to person. How have things been different this year? And I know you you guys probably all went your own way for summer, and now you're back. Um, how has 2020, I, I guess, helped or hindered your your efforts in, of advancement because of the the obvious, the COVID crisis? Mm-hmm. De- definitely, 2020 has been an interesting and difficult year, I think, for everybody, um, and that's that's really easy to say. Um, but it's been very interesting. I've loved being a part of this team and looking at the challenges um, to overcome them and see different ways of still being able to be present to the community still being active in different ways that we're trying to connect. Um, so one thing that I, I thought was very good that we did is we put together uh, for a North Texas Giving Day um, some very fun videos highlighting what each seminary was, or the seminaries from each diocese were doing um, in the different parts of the country that we were in. So the Diocese of Nashville, all the seminarians from Holy Trinity were staying together in one old convent. So they all made a video together. Um, just kind of talking about their situation and how difficult it was and how much we're looking forward to be coming back together. And then the Diocese of Dallas also put together a video. All of their seminarians were staying together. So that was kind of one way we addressed that. But then coming forward, um, it's been a new challenge now that we're all here together um, and still with the difficulties that are here at um, with the COVID-19 that we're having to overcome these as well. And so we've been trying to be active on social media because that's a new way of meeting people um, as though it's not uh, not as good as being in person, um, but we're still trying to be present to that and trying to innovate in different ways. Yeah, and I'm just curious, Cameron, what what is... I think of seminary as being like a really holy fraternity, you know, like on a college campus where sometimes fraternities get a bad reputation for the drinking and the carousing and all that. But still, you guys are guys and you you have a bond, friendships develop, and there's a lot of time together. But I'm just wondering, you guys have been in session maybe for a few weeks now in the fall semester. I'm not sure how long. How how what what is life like at the seminary in the in this new normal with face masks and social distancing or what 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 what's it like? these days uh well the the seminary formation faculty is trying to make it as normal for us as possible because that was the biggest thing that we uh longed for when we had to leave in march was the community yeah um so we've been back for a little over a month now and we started with an initial two-week lockdown um where it was full mass lots of sanitizing and disinfecting just to make sure nobody in the house had brought the virus in yeah um but slowly as we've determined that everything's safe around the house. Um, it's slowly been um, less mask wearing and less um, social distancing and things like that. But it's still, we're not doing pastoral assignments. We're not going out into the community as much, which um, we wish we could do, but it's for the sake of everybody in the house that we can live as normally as possible. Yeah. And uh, one more question, and then I promise we'll get to the very nuts and bolts of the event on the 23rd. Nick, I, I'm curious about the numbers. So we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Uh, how many seminarians are there? How many can the seminary hold? And how many specifically are, are Dallas seminarians? Because we are broadcasting to Dallas right now. Yeah. 
so currently the seminary has uh, 53 seminarians, um, and we have a few resident priests who live with us. Um, and then of those 53, 13 are from the Diocese of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, and the in total, the seminary can hold probably around 80 or so. Okay. Um, so we're a little under capacity, um, but it is nice. It's a nice kind of tight community. Like with that number, you get to really know everyone, um, have some sort of relationship with all of the guys there, um, which is really cool because we get to meet guys from all over the country. We have guys from the Diocese of Charleston, South Carolina, uh, Jefferson City, Missouri, just from all over. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a really great opportunity. Yeah, that's that's cool. All right, 17th annual Spes Gregus Holy Trinity Seminary benefit coming up October 23rd and the the website for the seminary is holytrinityseminary.com. It's a uh in in lieu of an in-person dinner this year, they're inviting everybody for a virtual benefit. Uh that's going to be live streamed on the Holy Trinity Seminary Facebook page beginning October 23rd. It's a Friday, 7 p.m. And uh, the seminarians are going to be on hand to take your calls live. And so, uh, Christian, being a member of that advancement team, can you tell our listeners some of the specifics? Uh, maybe how the how the the the, the event is going to look. What's you know? Are there going to be talks? Uh, uh, are they going to hear from the seminarians? Maybe some of the goals that you guys have financially for the event. So now that everyone's been doing these sort of virtual events since, golly, I guess March, it's been a learning opportunity for everyone. And we've uh, really seen what's worked in different capacities and tried to pull from all the different styles of events. So we saw benefits both with having an event that was totally live and completely live streamed. And there are some places that just did all recording Um, They recorded the entire event. So we're actually probably going to do a mix of the two. Uh, We found that um, the recorded event gives you a certain type of security, knowing that there aren't going to be a lot of technical issues or things like that, but that you lose some of that dynamics of a live event. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to maintain that. Um, So it'll be uh, both virtual and live streamed. Um, There will be a program really showcasing the seminary and our seminarians, most especially our still relatively new Cardinal Farrell Student Center. Um, and then in addition to it being live streamed on our Facebook page, there's going to be a phone bank available for um, individuals to call in and connect with the seminarians. Um, if they want to give right then, they should be able to. Um, there's going to be an online silent auction. Um, so that'll be some a new area that we're trying to take advantage of. Um, it'll be available beginning the Monday prior to the benefit, and then it'll close that night. So it will be sort of a part of the lead up to the event. Um, and our goal this year is going to be $400,000. That's our goal, $400,000 to help maintain our formation program. Uh, okay, great. And, and I also see on the website, and anybody that's listening right now can go to this website and see the same information, holytrinityseminary.com. There are sponsorship levels. Uh, I have them here in front of me. I don't know if you all have these memorized or not, but uh, there's anywhere from $25,000 to uh, $200. Can one of you speak on the sponsorships and maybe the encouragement that you can give to people right now to uh, that can be done, I guess, ahead of time, or is that you call in that night, or, or what? Anybody want to mention that? So those sponsorships can be done ahead of time. Um, you can do that by contacting uh, Sylvia Nahara through Holy Trinity Seminary, or you could do something as simple as reaching out to us through our Facebook page. 
Um, and a lot of people who have given in the past have those um, contacts readily available to reach out to Sylvia. Um, and then we'll be sending out information periodically with how you can give, how you can get involved. We're still figuring out the dynamics of the event, definitely. So um, more information will be coming out as uh, as the planning progresses as we get closer to the 23rd of October. And there's going to be a keynote address, I understand. I find that rectors of this seminary tend to become bishops. <laughs> so Father Swift may ought to be careful. Uh, no, uh, Bishop Doug Desatel, Bishop of Lafayette, Louisiana, who's an alumnus of Holy Trinity Seminary from 1978 and also a former rector of the seminary is going to be speaking. Uh, can any of you all talk about that? Do you know what he'll be speaking about? Or is, uh, I, I, I presume that's probably going to be pre-recorded. Nick, can you tell us about, about that uh, presentation? Yeah, so I don't know uh, a whole lot of the specifics on that uh, presentation, um, but I'm really excited to hear it myself. Uh, bishop Doug was the former auxiliary bishop of Dallas, so I remember him well growing up, uh, going to masses at the cathedral, things like that. Um, and I just remember his very kind presence, very uh, priestly heart. Um, so I'm very looking, f- very much looking forward to hearing him speak for our benefit. All right. Now, here's here's a question that somebody could legitimately ask, uh, especially you guys on the advancement team here. Four hundred thousand dollars is the goal. What are the needs, or or how do you would that money be spent, or what are the biggest needs financially of the seminary right now? Who would like to take that one? Well, with all the new COVID precautions, we had to buy lots of hand sanitizers and disinfecting spray guns, so we've had yeah. some extra costs this year with the formation. Um, but also, too, uh, the formation faculty is trying to increase the number of community events they're doing for us. Um, so a new thing we're doing this semester is every Friday night, we have uh, food brought in from a different restaurant, um, and then we have an open bar for all of us um, just to have a fun night, hang out with each other, um, just because we can't go out. Um, so there's a lot of things that um, this money would go towards to help us as we continue our journey and becoming the best priests that we can be. Yeah. And I presume just uh, paying the electricity bill and you've got, I mean, obviously there's overhead and you've got some employees and there are probably some scholarships that are being paid for to uh, allow seminarians who otherwise couldn't afford it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And then there's also the aspect of, since we are partnered with the University of Dallas, um, most of the payments that the diocese makes goes to the University of Dallas for that education. So the seminary doesn't see a single penny of that um, that pay that goes towards, Mm. that all goes towards the education. And so they ask for a lot. A lot of the support goes to some of those dioceses that struggle just to pay the University of Dallas fee and then the seminary fee compared to a traditional seminary. Your academic fee and your house fee are the exact same thing. They're all meshed together because all your classes are in-house. Now, yeah. since we've separated out, that's those fees have kind of fallen back upon um, just, the, uh, just the seminary. All right. And so that evening, all 53 of you will be like all hands on deck. Everybody's going to be by the phone, right, uh, just waiting for it to ring. And then you, it's it's the coolest thing. We've got a call center here during our sure And it's just like the best conversations in the world because these are the people that want to support you. So um, uh, like like we mentioned, this is an opportunity for people to call in and uh, talk to a seminarian. And that phone number will be on the screen that evening. Is that how it works? And, and, uh, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead, uh, Christian. That's right. Yeah, the phone number will be there on the screen to call in, and you'll uh, have any one of seminarians that uh, you could talk to. I don't know exactly how many phones we'll have yet, but there will be plenty available, so you'll definitely be able to talk to someone 
very quickly and be able to not only, like I said earlier, be able to give because um, you can do that online. But for a lot of people, it's going to be about that um, connecting with the seminarians that they would normally do. Um, at like a public Sunday mass or lessons and carols or something like that that we haven't been able to have this year due to the coronavirus. So definitely this will be an opportunity for everyone to engage and the community can get to know us and us them. Yes, and if you go to that website, you can keep on top of all the events. And I know as things open up, uh, there will be more opportunities to get there in person and mingle and mix with the seminarians. And hopefully in 2021, it's going to be an in-person event. But, uh, you know, we're all doing what we can this year. HolyTrinitySeminary.com, uh, 17th Annual Spence Gregus, uh, which is Hope of the Flock. I know you guys know that, but for those who uh, uh, are wondering what, what that name means, um, and it's going to be Friday, October 23rd, beginning at 7 p.m. on the Facebook page uh, of Holy Trinity Seminary. And I want to give each of you just a chance to say anything else to our listeners before we let you go. I don't want you to walk out of here and say, gosh, I wish he had asked me this. So now's your chance just to jump in. And I just want to remind everybody, we've been speaking to four of the seminarians from Holy Trinity Seminary, Christian Hamrick, Preston Thompson, both from the Diocese of Nashville, uh, Cameron Kolodzinczak, uh, from the Diocese of Austin, and also Nick Weiss, uh, senior from the Diocese of Dallas. So, all right, what else do we want everybody to know about? Just go ahead and jump in, and uh, what, what, what else would you like to say? Well, I would just like to thank everyone for ahead of time for their involvement in the event that's going to be coming, and know that we see this as a a potential opportunity. A lot of these events um, have been seen as sort of consolation prizes or, oh, in spite of our not being able to have an in-person event, I guess we'll do this little virtual thing and we'll make up for it somehow. But we actually now see this as an opportunity, an opportunity to reach out to those that we normally wouldn't be able to reach out to, um, not just those within the Dallas Diocese that might not be able to come to the event oftentimes because of scheduling or whatever, um, but also those outside the bounds of this diocese, um, throughout the whole of the state of Texas, throughout the whole of the southeast, throughout the whole of the country, we want to get as many people involved in this as possible, not only from a fundraising perspective, but also from the perspective of just so people know um, where we are and who we are. And we want dioceses to know who we are. We want the people of um, our diocese to know who we are. And we do want to expand this as much as we can out to everybody, for sure. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, and I don't know if you're promoting it outside of the diocese, but uh, it's a great uh, thing. Anybody anywhere in the world could tune in and support. All right. Uh, anybody else? Uh, just got about a minute remaining before we have to let y'all go. But anything else you'd like to, to point out before we go? Yeah, I just wanted to say we're we're very excited for this night. Um, there's there's so much to be looking forward to this night. Our our Scola Cantorum, which is our choir, will be performing. We're going to have individual introductions with seminarians by the diocese, and this is something we've been looking forward to and planning with. So I cannot wait to say, I cannot wait to see you there, and just know that you are in our prayers, and we ask for your prayers as well. All right, is registration necessary, or do people just tune in? Definitely not. They can just tune in and go to our Facebook page, Facebook Live. Just We're all getting used to it, so it'll be right there for everyone to see. All right. Uh, uh, Cameron or uh, Nick, anything else? Yeah, I just want to say uh, echo Preston and Christian of just the, the thanks um, for everyone who will support this event and everyone who has supported us up to this point already. Um, Holy Trinity Seminary has just really become my home these last three years, um, and it's such a blessing, all the people who support us, and allow us to really have this formation program. 
um, in our journey to become the best men that we can be. All right. Uh, Cameron, you got 30 seconds. Last word. Uh, we just ask that you just continue to pray for us. Continue that. Uh, ask God to make us the priests that the people of God deserve. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 